Welcome into the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast, where we provide you with your weekly diagnosis of everything fantasy football, whether it's season-long leagues, dynasty, DFS, or sometimes even IDP. We got you covered all year long. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's get to it. Welcome into the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast, and it is, <clears throat> excuse me, Monday, October Third, 2022, and I am your host, John June. And of course, got my guy, G Money, Greg Penniman. Greg, what's good? Good. Uh, you know, week four, Giants three and one, crazy. I mean, with that, that it's like the opposite of the Lions. With that pitiful offense, they're three and one, and the Lions have one of the top scoring offenses in the league, and they're one and three. Like this is this wild season that it is. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's just uh, good to be that good, good day for New York football, both sides. So, um, yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward to this Monday night game. Hope we finish strong. Uh, so which has been a very wild week four. Yeah. Week four has been absolutely crazy. And, um, you know, you talk about those giants, you know, I'm rocking, you know, a little mm-hmm. there you go. green on me or some spotlight white, they might call it. Uh, but obviously, for those that are listening in podcast platform, either on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, uh, whatever platform you may, be, you may be listening on, I'm wearing my Zach Wilson jersey because the Jets are two and two in October. They're 500. Respectable. It's been a long time since 2017, and uh, they did it because uh, our quarterback that we drafted with the number two overall pick led them on a game winning drive to win a game. And even though he was not great for three quarters, (laughs) he was great in the fourth quarter when it mattered the most. And, uh, you know, it was definitely giving me some hope, but not too much hope. Yeah. I mean, his first game back from, from injury, I mean, of the season, uh, you got to expect him to, to tune up a little bit. Yeah, most definitely, but it is not a, Jets podcast. We are here to talk about our week four performers, the those who performed, swagged out, those those swags of the week, and then those guys that didn't really show out for you. And oh man, yeah, not not great, not great. Um, tough, tough week, man. Yeah, it was a rough week. You know, some starts of the week got you know were involved as well, so. We'll, we'll, we'll break down all of it, but let's start with these quarterback swags, man. And uh, the the QB one on the week, uh, I think, you know, Greg, you were more on this one than I think I was. Um, Jared Goff, uh, 26 of 39, 378 yards, four passing touchdowns, one in one interception, 33.2 fantasy points there. Greg, your thoughts on the performance here by Jared Goff? Yeah, I mean, uh, definitely have been a fan of him since uh, early in the season, week two, week three, uh, seeing that they're passing more, and he's, you know, improved a little bit better. Uh, I've definitely mentioned a couple times, six touchdowns, one interception, so that's definitely improving for Jared Goff, uh, but definitely didn't expect the QB1 performance, especially with DeAndre Swift being out and Amon Ross St. Brown being out. Those two guys, had a lot to do with his uh you know success this season, uh but he just whoever plugged in made it happen. Josh Reynolds, uh, T.J. Hawkinson just filled in more. I mean you know to 
So it just helped out for for Jericho off and definitely I think is a player that has more than super flex value that can, you know, more than often than not can give you a QB one week because the lines are going to be down. They have a really bad defense. So uh, they're going to be in a lot of high scoring games this season. Yeah, this uh, <clears throat> this game had one of the highest implied totals on the week, and it uh, turned out to be one of the highest, actually the highest scoring game, and also turned out to be a scoregami. Crazy. So Crazy. Uh, for those that don't know, a scoregami is when we achieve a score that's never been had before. So 45-48 has never been a final score, and here it was. So um, as you would imagine, if Jared Goff is having a pretty good day on one side, then somebody's stream of the week Mm -hmm. in Mm -hmm. Geno Smith (laughs) – He has to have a good game on the other side as well. And boy, did he have one. Geno Smith, the former New York Jets draft pick. 23 of 30, 320 (laughs) passes, two passing touchdowns, seven for 49, and another rushing touchdown, 31.7. That's on the week that is fantastic performance by Geno Smith and uh Greg you saw this coming because he was your stream of the week yeah man I'm attacking Detroit's defense all year long I mean they have not improved at all they gave up 38 to the uh, you know started off right away with the Eagles giving up a high score to them just every game has been pretty bad uh both on the running game and you know Rashad Penny had a career day like it's just you know a lot of the, the defense had to do with this. Geno Smith, though, is actually having an improved season, though. Last two games, over 320 passing yards, like at least two touchdowns in the last two games as well. Uh, they're they're really passing. The volume is up. Uh, <clears throat> at least 30 pass attempts in the last three games. You know, Geno Smith is, is here, and I think he's here to stay with this uh, passing offense. Uh, I think he's definitely you know, also entering out of that streaming category. He's, I mean, he's, you know, we want to talk about him more later, but yeah, he's, he's a guy I'm adding definitely super flex leagues, but if I'm in need of a quarterback, I was the, maybe the Trey Lance manager at Jimmy G I'm dropping, I'm going, I'm getting Geno Smith. Yeah. Uh, Geno Smith. <laughs> this is me. And Geno <laughs> Smith have had an interesting relationship. Um, I mean, you've, you've heard my horror stories, Greg, how Geno Smith, I, I, I really thought that he was going to be this really talented quarterback. I thought all mm-hmm. the physical tools were there. Um, but it could never put it quite together in New York. Uh, there was the infamous, you know, jaw-breaking situation, broken jaw situation, where he, you know, lost the start, essentially lost the starting job in 2015 because of that. That 2015 team actually turned out to be pretty good uh, with Ryan Fitzpatrick. But here he is, Geno Smith, you know, doing what Russ wanted to do in Seattle. Bro, it's crazy. So frustrating. I can't believe this. I cannot believe this, yo. Oh my gosh. So I mean, Pete Carroll is is completely comfortable letting Gino cook. And uh completion percentage has been amazing too. I, like seven over 
completion percentage. Um, it's been really good. Yeah, I I have been so it this summer in a lot of dynasty leagues. I put I was just picking up Geno Smith because it was so free. <laughs> I haven't won to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's nice. It's nice. <laughs> it's nice, man. It really is. Um, I think he has a real, his real test will be next week against New Orleans. That'll be a true test, I think. Um, so you know, we'll see. Yeah, we'll definitely against Denver in week one, but yeah, yeah, we'll we'll see. we we shall see. Uh, so they didn't want to let Gino, they didn't want to let Russ cook. Um, but you know, Russ got to do some cooking yesterday. Uh, Sir. coming over, coming in as a QB three. I forgot. Yep. Yep. Start of the uh, week. There you go. Huh? There you go. I think it's, it's like, oh no, I get. I'll, I'll, I was gonna say it's the only one of those I'm gonna get today, but I'll probably. I think I get another. <laughs> <one>. <laughs> I forgot that I got another one. Um, but you know, Russell Wilson coming in 17 to 25, 237 passing yards, two passing touchdowns, uh, f- added four rush attempts for 29 rushing yards and a rushing touchdown, 27 point. Uh, five fantasy points finishing as the QB three thus far uh, through week four without these two games being played. Uh, Greg, your thoughts on the performance by Russell Wilson in a loss here? Yeah, definitely a loss. Definitely like that. Also a loss and losing Javante Williams too um, for that team. But yeah, uh, Russell Wilson, I think we expected this. This was the week that, you know, he would tee off a little bit. Uh, the schedule is very nice after this as well. Uh, you know, so I think it's only gonna be more of these weeks. Uh, I'm, I'm expecting some more top three weeks. I'm expecting just consistent QB one weeks from Russell Wilson uh, going forward. Yeah, I I expect more of these. Um, it was definitely nice to see him do well in a in a matchup that was ripe for the taking. So you know if we. If he didn't do well, we would have some concerns about Russell yeah, Wilson. Yeah, this was the this was the week that I was giving him to. <laughs> yeah, but he came through. So now we just kind of have to expect because I mean, even these last couple weeks, right? Like those weren't great matchups either. No, um, no, they weren't great and, matchups. That's yeah, yeah. And you know, now we know that you know Russell Wilson is. Guess he's you got to play him with the matchups, right? Like he's not matchup proof, right? Like he's not like the Josh Allen's or the Patrick Mahomes who you know or the Lamar Jacksons where you're gonna say I'm gonna play him no matter what the matchup is. So, um, I mean, yeah, just, Colts, Chargers, Jets, Jaguars, Titans, and the Raiders again. So that next six sounds nice to me. Yeah, that sounds that definitely sounds nice for sure. Um, all right, let's move on through these uh these quarterback swags, man. And then the QB four on the week. Uh give him some receivers, he'll give you a QB four finish. Uh Tom Brady, uh the quarterback five, Josh Allen, six, Patrick Mahomes, seven, Kyler Murray, eight, Daniel Jones, nine, Justin Herbert, ten, Joe Burrow, eleven, Zach Wilson, and twelve, Matt Ryan. Greg. Any uh these top twelve quarterback performances stuck out to you? Uh definitely um, you know, like Zach Wilson for sure. That was nice to see him getting the top twelve in, in his first week back. Um it's it's crazy how Daniel Jones could still find his way to be to relevant somehow, getting just just strictly with his legs, like two rushing touchdowns in a day. So that was uh that was cool. Um but yeah, uh Pat Mahomes just straight up obliterating 
Tampa Bay's defense. Like people just, you know, consensusly, Tampa Bay was the best defense in the league with Buffalo, maybe. But yeah, they they just got destroyed. <laughs> yeah, he looked. Patty. He looked unstoppable. Um, yeah, that touchdown to Clyde was. <laughs> yeah, man. like that's, that that's wasn't even does, fair, man. man. Like you can't even yeah. do that in a video game. No, nah, no, nah, you can't. Like you, you can't. can't even like. There's no buttons to do that. Yeah, the, <laughs> in, the, you can't move that quick in the video. Like they haven't done the other word. It would be. Yeah, no. I mean, like for you to roll you, out, hit a spin move, <laughs> like and then doop, shot put yeah. it into the end zone for a touchdown. Like, nah, bro. Like that. Like that man is he's he's crazy. Um, yeah. No, the Zach Wilson performance was nice. Uh, I I did not expect the touchdown reception there for Zach Wilson. Uh, so, <laughs> I mean, that's that was pretty much seven points there. <laughs> Nice. Don't don't know if he's gonna get those every week, but you know, you know the the numbers and the and the uh, the yards per attempt and and the the touchdown the touchdown obviously uh, passing touchdown was good, so uh, definitely like that. Um, yeah, Daniel Jones just being able to finish as a QB one, like you were saying, that was that was good. <laughs> and then uh, Tom Brady, you know, coming in as a QB four, I, I mean, he's been basically under underwhelming for three for three weeks now and so now you you see him with Mike Evans um you know with a healthy year Chris Godwin <laughs> I don't want to call him quite healthy uh, um <laughs> is in and out every play oh man yeah so um but if they're a quarterback well before we get into the Jags uh Greg any honorable mentions you want to shout out? Um, I guess Aaron Rodgers for almost making it to QB one as my start of the week. Uh, that's about it. I'm just happy Kenny Pickett is finally playing NFL football. That's all I care about. <laughs> what? Why? What's the obsession with Kenny Pickett? That is not Mitch Trubisky. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, gotcha. yeah, yeah. Yeah, we yeah, don't have to. Yeah. It's just funny to me because. <laughs> Like Mitch Trubisky threw, throws an interception, and like the Pittsburgh fans went nuts. Like Kenny, Kenny, <laughs> and then like Kenny Pickett's first pass is an interception. <laughs> I heard two of them wasn't weren't his fault. I think he threw in a day, but I mean he threw. He threw I don't three. know. Yeah, he threw three. Yeah. Mike Thomas shouldn't have thrown him in in the halftime though. I mean, like, I mean, when else will you throw him in? In the a fourth full week. You name him a starter, you give him a full week of prep, you give him you, you get your quarterback. Nah, man, I was saying this today. Like, like teams don't want to lose to the Jets, right? So if you lose it, you're like, I gotta like we got we got a rookie on the we got a rookie on the bench, like we gotta put him in. You know, Set him up is, like that, yo. They played against Cleveland, you know, Ty, Baker Mayfield had to come in, they were losing. And God comes in, it. leads him back. But Zach Wilson said, "I'm not you having guys, that." You, you guys make coaches make emotional decisions out here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, can't lose to the Jets. Um, I'm a I'm a shout out Cooper Rush, man. Yeah, you know, He's like great in relief, great in relief, man. Yeah, I mean, and the matchup from a fantasy perspective was there. So if you in a two quarterback league, you know, you you had to you had to go to Cooper Rush. Um, or you just even in a deeper league had to go to Cooper Rush. I mean, 
you would have been okay because you if you started Cooper Rush over some guys named I don't know Lamar Jackson, Jalen Hurts, Jacoby Brissett, who was my stream of the week, Marcus Mariota, who I was absolutely like yeah. I was I, I would play him over yeah. everybody, yeah, almost anybody. And uh, he had the lowest points of any quarterback <sighs> who played a whole game. If you look wow. at all the quarterbacks who scored yep. less points than him, they all You're either right. got injured or <laughs> benched for ineffectiveness. Marcus Mariota played the whole game. <laughs> that, yo. That's tough. Uh, hey, man, Geno Smith was free, man. Geno Smith, Smith was free. Uh, you know, thank goodness because I had in my on my Scott Fishbowl team, uh, I drafted Lamar Jackson, Trey Lance, and I needed a third quarterback, so I went Geno Smith. Hey, Obviously, we know what happened with Trey Lance, and uh, Lamar didn't have a great day yesterday, but Geno Smith did, and it helped carry my Scott Fishbowl. Carry, carry. So, <laughs> I mean, um. Yeah, Kirk Cousins also didn't have a great day. We knew that was coming. Um, and yeah, we knew that was uh, coming, and Trevor Lawrence was coming. Yeah, Trevor Lawrence. We yeah, we we we, we were all about picking him up last week, but we weren't about playing him this week. Yeah, but no, we, no. you know, we played Mariota, so basically we would have scored more points if we played Trevor True. Lawrence. <laughs> I'm sorry, people. It was it. Trust me, it hurt me too. It, it hurts. Uh, San Fran D tonight or Rams D? You have that choice. Mm. This really comes down in my mind to who do you believe? Oh, this question is from Layton Alvarez asking San Fran D defense tonight or Rams defense. Um, I think I would go San Fran because I just think that they play like the better defense, and I and I believe I picked. San Fran to win, or did I pick the Rams to win? I think I would ask myself, who do I think wins this game? Yeah, the on the waivers and Rams. How many points do you need, Layton? Is this like you need high upside, or like what do you? You just don't need a zero. Uh, I think I'll probably go San Fran's D as well. I think they're more likely to get more sacks. And not get killed too much on the perimeter. I think they can get some picks as well. Yeah. I think the Rams secondary has been pretty struggling this year. I have been struggling. And this is like a Sean McVay, Kyle Shanahan, um, you know, their their little battle, their back and forth. Yeah. Yeah. 16 points, and I already have Higby playing too. Oh well, you need oh. sixteen points. You don't want to opt. Yeah, I don't think you want to. Yeah, you don't want to kill your. Op- <laughs> yeah, they got to go Ramsey. Like, I think you have to go Rams now. Yeah, you have, you have to. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the more optimal play at that point. Yeah, because you're you're scoring touchdowns. You're hoping that Higby scores touchdowns against the Niners at that point. Mm-hmm. And then every non. Niners touched every non Higby touchdown just hurts you more. Yeah. So I feel like you have to go Rams at that point. 
and just hope that the Rams win. You're you're a Rams fan tonight. Let's go That's for, the, for a low scoring game. Honestly, it should be. It could. I think. Let's go for the under. I mean, yeah, but you could hope for like the Aaron Donald strip sack, the Britsum in red zone. Yeah, yeah. In <laughs> yeah. Higby, yeah. can capitalize yeah. off that. You know, you just need stuff like that to happen. Yeah. And Layton says, "Thank you. You are welcome, Layton. Absolutely. Anytime oh. you guys have questions, we will take them. Even during the quarterback jag section, Greg. Any other jags that we didn't hit on? No, no, we're good. We're good. All right, let's get to these running back swags." The number one running back on the week, my man tried to run as far away from the panic room as he could, (laughs) and he ran three times into the end zone. Austin Eckler finishing as the RB1, 60 rushing yards on 13 attempts, two rushing touchdowns, added six receptions on seven targets, 49 yards and a touchdown, 34.9 PPR points. Greg, your thoughts? Yeah, great performance from Austin Eckler for sure. I mean, they were they were driving. This offense looked pretty good. Uh, Justin Herbert looked healthier. Uh, I think you know Austin Eckler's got you know working the the target game. So uh, great bounce back performance. This is who we dra- wanted to draft top five. Uh, so hopefully we can continue to see this uh, week by week, every week RB one. Yeah, I'm hoping. Um, but something that you said a couple weeks ago when they played on Thursday night football sticks with me. Uh, there was still no Keenan Allen, who apparently yeah. I don't know if you heard Keenan this Allen. one, Greg. I think he might have suffered a setback in his hamstring mm. injury. Returned to oh. practice last week, and then left practice after aggravating the hamstring injury because we we thought he was going to play, and then all of a sudden yeah. he was ruled out. Yeah. Um, but apparently this happened, um, you know, late last week, so. Maybe there's an opportunity to hear that Austin Eckler, you know, ha- holds on to this role here. Mm-hmm. Um, but there maybe is a potential sell high opportunity when Keenan Allen comes back. At least closer to want to take advantage of this now, maybe. Oh, absolutely. No, yeah. absolutely. But yeah. when Keenan Allen starts to make his way back, then maybe you start sending out some feelers and things like that. Uh, Leighton says, if I lose, I'm going to let you know. Hey, as long as you let us know when you win, too. Nice. <laughs> uh, the RB2 on the week, man. Josh Jacobs, man. This one was coming. I felt it coming for a while. The volume was there, but finally the touchdowns came. Um, and 28 carries, 144 yards, two touchdowns. Six targets, five receptions, thirty-one receiving or thirty-one receiving yards, thirty-four and a half PPR points. That is RB one usage at its finest. Uh, like I said, the volume's been there. He's been up over uh, 80 percent of the running back opportunities. And yesterday, after a game like this, in which he has thirty-four opportunities and thirty-three touches, his head coach says he is one of the best running backs I've ever been around. So take that with what you, you know, do with that information, what you will, but Greg, your thoughts on the performance here by Josh Jacobs. Yeah. I mean, he was definitely highly, uh, he was a, a star in college. I mean, he was highly, you know, prospect out of, out of college to the NFL. He's always been a, one of the leaders in, you know, missed tackles. Um, so as far as pure runners, he's definitely, definitely up there. I mean, I think his team uh, just hasn't been as good um, throughout his career and stuff like that, but yeah. Josh Jacobs, um, great performance from him. I mean, he's I think he's 
every week strong RB two, and anytime he can get touchdowns, that's that makes it gives him RB one upside. So I expect that from every week as well. Yeah, I I I like that as well. Um, you know, like I said, the volume is there every yeah. week. I, you know, we were saying a couple weeks ago, if you could turn, you know, uh, a guy like an Austin Eckler into a Josh Jacobs, like you would, you know, you'd be happy. You know, if you could turn a James Robinson into a Josh Jacobs, um, you know, you you'd be happy about that. And I think that if you did do that, then you you know you feel good about that. Uh, the RB three on the week. Miles Sanders, and this man got some volume too, man. 27 carries, 134 rushing yards, uh, two rushing touchdowns. Also added two targets on three – or three two catches on three targets. Good for 29.6 PPR points. Greg, your thoughts on the performance here by Miles Sanders? Yeah, Miles Sanders has been doing pretty well this year. I mean, as far as uh, for his young career, I think this has been his uh, best season so far. The volume has been trickling up every week, uh, season high for him as far as carries. Um, and, you know, got two touchdowns this week. One, got one early in the in the season. So uh, I think um, weekly RB2 is a, a good ranking for him right now um, in, a, in a good offense. So that gives him upside. So you, you like that. And then a team that's going to rush the ball, Jalen Hurts is going to have some carries for, from him as well. But um, if you, you know, continue to see this, uh, a lot of the backups have been banged up, banged up as well. So as long as Miles Sanders stays healthy, I, I, I like him the rest of the season as well. Yeah, it's crazy because Miles Sanders is having a great year, and um, he was almost a my guy for me. And then oh, like nice. he he had gotten injured during the preseason, mm-hmm. and you know there was all this talk about Kenneth Gainwell and Boston Scott, and so yeah, yeah, yeah. I end up. I ended up fading Miles Sanders a lot in in pre-draft stuff. And, um, Greg, you know how much I love Miles Sanders. So uh, to have, you know, the only Miles Sanders stock that I really have right now is in Dynasty Leagues. Um, So I'm I'm enjoying those shares for sure. But, um, you know, Miles Sanders is having a a really good year and and the volume is there and the opportunities are there. So it's, it's it's really good. Um, mm-hmm. moving on to the rest of the running back swags, man. And the running back four on the week, Rashad Penny, five, Damian Pierce, six, Christian McCaffrey, seven, Jamal Williams, eight, Derrick Henry, nine, Clyde Edwards, Hilaire, uh, 10, JK Dobbins, 11, Nick Chubb and 12, Leonard Fournette. Greg, do any of these top 12 performances stick out to you? Definitely sticks out is definitely Clyde after, you know, still his usage is is crazy. He's definitely, I mean, every every year in fantasy, you're going to get these, you know, unicorn type like years of uh, like low usage and still producing with these touchdowns. This man is balling but right now. He still now. had 21 touches yesterday. Yeah, That's 21 pretty, touches is nice. That's great. That's better than what First we've seen. First two games, though, were, were rough. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So, yeah, that sticks out. I mean, we'll see how it, there's going to be consistency with that, with those touches, though. That's the the key for sure. Um, so I mean, if you have them, yeah, I mean, keep keep rolling them out there for sure. And uh, Rashad Penny, great performance from him uh, on that Detroit defense. Uh, keep attacking that. Uh, yeah, and Damian Pierce, man, those people that pre-draft like ready, taking them like as far as early as the 
third, fourth round. Like it's coming through now. It's coming through now. Let's go. (laughs) It's here. I mean, (laughs) I'll be very happy with Damian Pierce. Every running, every other running back has been terrible. I mean, this was a. By the way, this was a good running back week. Like, yeah, last week if you scored ten points at running back, you were you you were top twelve running back. So uh, this (laughs) this was a this was a great running back week. Um, you know, we had. 11 guys over 20 PPR points. Um, you know, the RB6 team scored 15 PPR points. Like, it was it was a really good running back week. Um, you know, Christian McCaffrey having the, the nine targets, nine receptions. Um, you know, the, the, the run game usage wasn't great. I mean, eight, eight rush attempts for 27 yards. But just the fact that he was involved as a receiver, I think, was important because – that was what was missing, um, you know, through the first three weeks was the involvement in the past game. Um, you know, they had the the, ca- the game where he had, you know, 20 plus carries and things like that. But to see the past game usage was good. Um, Jamal Williams coming in as my start of the week. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, and those those goal line opportunities, he did have a long rushing touchdown, which was which was definitely awesome as well. Um, Rashad Penny, man, what do you do with this guy? I'm I'm holding and just playing. I think uh, I think he's. I mean, definitely this is offense that is passing more, but I think he still has some value. Uh, maybe if you're, this could be a good, uh, very good saw, the best saw opportunity you can have right now. I mean, so if you can get a a great offer back, maybe a week at wide receiver, or you know, you did maybe you can get something. Um, Would you use Rashad Penny I'd to go still happy maybe buy, him. maybe go buy Jonathan Taylor? Uh, depending on the high ankle sprain, I heard he could play Thursday. They not said possibly. so. Apparently, but, they're saying it's not a high I mean, ankle sprain. They're saying it. it Actually, could it's actually a not a high ready. Yeah. Okay. So he's okay. questionable for Thursday, but he might not play. But the J the JT manager is probably. I mean, you're a JT manager in our league, extraordinary people, and it's been rough for you, yeah, right? Because when rough. he's been healthy, been he's been. He hasn't been really putting yeah. up the points since week one. He hasn't been doing anything. Yeah, it's been rough. Um. I mean, if I was if I was weak at running back, I'd probably sell, try to expand and get some running back depth with JT. But uh, it'd be rough to buy low at him right now. Um, but like, I'm saying, if you are the Rashad, hopefully Penny you're hoping manager, doesn't. If you're the Rashad Penny manager, do I go get JT? Would you go? Would you use Rashad Penny to go get Jonathan Taylor? If I was three and one, maybe, yeah. But if I was like, All right, because Rashad Penny is probably he could be like on your bench, depending on your roster construction. Yeah, if yeah. you went RB heavy, you True. could have Rashad Penny on your bench. Yeah, that's true. He's a guy. I mean, that could uh, like just he warmed up towards the end of the year last year as well. I mean, I think he's gonna have some rest of the season RB two value. So I think I'm holding. He he does. I'm, trying, the, I'm winning now. The only things that concern me with Rashad Penny, and the reason I bring it up, is because he is a guy, he does have that injury history, and they also drafted Ken Walker um, 
But do the Seahawks see this performance by Rashad Penny and use this as motivation to feed him the ball more? That's a possibility yeah. as well. Yeah. Season high and carries this week. So mm-hmm. I'd like to see that. Okay. Maybe if you are the Rashad Penny manager, you just go get Ken Walker so that, therefore, if Rashad Penny does get injured, then you have that insurance. Because it seems like a good offense and one yeah, that you want pieces, sure. a piece of. So, all right, let's. Uh, anything else that stuck out to you in the top 12, Greg? No, not really. Um, some honorable mentions Brees Hall um, coming in as the RB15. I think the takeover has finally happened. Um, had to go, if you had to go acquire him, last week was the week to do it. I think you might still have another chance, um, but I think you you if you're the Brees Hall manager, it's time. Yeah, I mean, I'm playing. This is he's a every week play. I think now at this point, uh, I think you know he's just been trending up all season, uh, and that's going to continue. Yeah, I mean, he had 23 opportunities in this game, 17 rush attempts, six targets, uh, had a rushing touchdown. Um, you know, had some carries inside inside the goal line, you know, yeah. around the goal line. So definitely a, a weekly RB2 at this point, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Uh, Saquon Barkley didn't have the best week, but, you know, RB13 is still good. He'll take it. Uh, Rashad yeah. White, I'm sure that's a guy maybe we talk about later, but. You know, I liked I liked the the usage from him, uh, getting some drives basically all to himself with Tom Brady, which was good to see as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he's definitely a kind of like Leonard Fournette is rostered in this percentage of leagues. Like Rashad White should be also <laughs> rostered because Leonard Fournette, uh, Chris Collins had a good had a good point. I mean, they, he's been getting like almost eight over eighty percent of the opportunity, like seventeen games. That's good. That's a lot for Leonard Fournette. Um, put on that body. Rashad White is going to be involved throughout the year. Yeah, so Rashad White goes over in the bucket with, like, Jamal Williams and and, volume, but and Alexander Madison and Khalil nice, Herbert. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay. Um. All right, let's talk about some running back Jags, man. And those Jags, if you don't know, it's not the those that play for the Jacksonville Jaguars, although one of them did end up on this list. Um, but that is the guys that were just the guys. You could have picked up a Rashad White and started him. Uh, you could have picked up Caleb Huntley. You know that guy, Greg? Uh, plays for Atlanta, apparently. Could have picked him up and started him, and you would have got you know, maybe some better production than we got from some of these guys here. Um, but some of the Jags on the week, Dalvin Cook, Ezekiel Elliott, uh, James Conner, Antonio Gibson, Najee Harris, Tony Pollard, uh, Jonathan Taylor. Um, am I missing anybody, Kirk? Javante Williams. I mean, he tore his ACL. Again, man. You guys he got oh, hurt. Yeah, that's rough. Yeah, Javante got hurt, so you know, feel terrible for that. Um, obviously, 
Jonathan Taylor, he got hurt more near the end. Uh, Melvin Gordon, minus fantasy points in this one. So, uh, yeah, if the running backs didn't do well for you, they there was a great chance that it probably just bottomed out for you. Like James Robinson, he bottomed yeah, out. I'm definitely one in three. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, man, it's it's, it's rough. JT orders is rough out here. <laughs> oh, one year one and three, and I'll leave extraordinary people because of JT, right? Pretty much, pretty much, man. I'm I three and one because of Lamar Jackson. There you go. That's a difference maker. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I did suffer my first loss this week because I didn't have Swift and. Uh, I started Ian Thomas at tight end, and uh, yeah, things were rough over here. All right, let's. Uh, anybody else that stuck <laughs> out there? Oh uh, no! All right, let's get on to these wide receiver swags, man. And the number one wide receiver on the week—that's the man on the wall back there, yes, Justin Jefferson. 13 targets, 10 receptions, 147 yards, added a rush attempt for three yards and a touchdown. You love to see it. Uh, and him and Marshawn Lattimore, they was getting at it the whole game, uh, but it didn't matter because Justin Jefferson saw 13 Justin of those Justin getting at him. That's, <laughs> he was getting at him. <laughs> J. Jeff saw 13 of those things and brought 10 of them in. Um, so yeah, it, it didn't it didn't really matter at one point. Greg, your your thoughts on the performance here by J. Jeff? Bro, I mean, Matt Lattimore was press coverage every time, and he J. Jeff just blew by him every route. It seemed like like this man is uncoverable. Uh, you have to put two on him. You can't be prideful and try to press coverage J. Jeff. That's not going to work. Like so. This is uh this is definitely a performance you love to see. Um, yeah, yeah, this is why you, you drafted him uh, this high. Uh, I'll take the you know a couple weeks where he has average weeks for these for these boom weeks, because uh, his boom weeks are like no other. They're gonna be top player weeks in fantasy or any position. Yeah, I, I I hear I hear and I agree with that, but I think when we thought we were getting with the number one pick was that Cooper cup week to week consistency, uh, you know, that we, you know, that Cooper cup provided fantasy managers last year. And I think, you know, a lot of us that were putting Justin Jefferson as the number one wide receiver in this season had a lot to do with the system and the scheme and him always being open and things of that nature. Um, so, yeah, I, I would like to see more. I would like to see the 30 point weeks every week. How about that? Because that's what Cooper Cup did last year. <laughs> yeah, at least, yeah, give me, give me, give me 20 every week. I'm going to ask for that. Yeah. I can't take the like four last week, bro. 4.4. Yeah, no. Nah. Yeah, yeah, we can't have a Mike Williams type. <laughs> no. I would have just trapped a Mike Williams. Yeah. Yeah, Mike Williams. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. All right. The uh the wide receiver two on the week, Mike Evans, eight catches on ten targets, 
103 receiving yards, two touchdown receptions, 30.3 PPR points. Greg, your thoughts on performance here by Mike or by Mike Evans? <laughs> uh, Mike Evans was that guy to to help him out. So uh, this is a beast performance from him. He's been healthy all year. He's been pretty reliable. I mean, other than that, getting suspended, uh, but he was backing up Tom Brady, and Tom Brady seemed like that. He appreciated that. He's going to keep getting him involved, man. He's definitely the, the wide receiver one on the team right now. Clear cut. Yeah, he looks like the tight end one, too. It's <laughs> <laughs> Because, I mean, uh, you know, Chris Collinsworth kind of talked about it, that they were they've been using Mike Evans, you know, to work some of those alignments that and you know those spots that Gronk used to work, um, and it makes a lot of sense because they're both humongous bodies, um, mm-hmm. you know, large catch radius. So why why wouldn't you want to to use Mike Evans, especially down around the goal line? So uh, you know, definitely awesome there. And then the wide receiver three on a week uh, played on Thursday night, but we're still giving him his flowers. That is Tyreek Hill, 10 receptions, 14 targets, 160 receiving yards, um, minus one rushing yards, 25.9 PPR points. Greg, thoughts on the performance here by the Cheetah? Yeah, bro. Uh, target share was heavy. Uh, I think I will continue to see that with even with Teddy Bridgewater. Um, so I, I'm not worried about Tyreek Hill, um, whoever the quarterback is, he's, he's, he's a monster. Yeah. And, uh, Tua Tungavailoa has already been ruled out by head coach Mike McDaniel for week five. So Teddy Bridgewater will be the quarterback as they face off against the New York Jets this week. So, um, yeah, Tyreek Hill, expect him to continue to ball. I think Jalen Waddle is going to continue to ball like these, like we said the other day, these guys, they thrive off off the yak and I think they'll continue to do that. So um, let's talk about rounding out these wide receiver swags and wide receiver four in the week also played in the same game as Tyreek Hill T that would be T Higgins, DK Metcalf, who (laughs) gave fantasy managers a scare by getting carted off. Um, Apparently is it's no scare needed because he had to get carted off to go to the bathroom. So uh, he said the the clinch walk wasn't going to make it. So, <laughs> <Oof. laughs> uh, CD Lamb finishing as the wide receiver six. Josh Reynolds coming in at seven. Jamal Agnew, eight. Marquise Brown, nine. Uh, Devontae Adams, 10. Mike Williams, Greg starts start of the week coming in at 11. And Brandon Cooks coming in as the wide receivers 12. Greg, your thoughts on the uh, performances here by the top 12s? Yeah, I like some of these names in here for sure. C.D. Lamb, uh, you know, Hollywood Brown, uh, Mike Williams, and uh, seeing Devontae Adams and Brandon Cooks back in the top 12 for sure. It was nice after uh, two down weeks for Devontae and then Brandon Cooks just, I think this is his first wide receiver one week. So uh, this is nice to see. Yeah, definitely, uh, Greg. Any honorable mentions that stuck out? I mean, well, I guess before we before I ask you that, yeah, Josh Reynolds also um, was somebody that that we both thought would would fill in here nicely, and so I'm, I'm glad he did. Uh, my opponent in my college league with all my friends uh, from college, my longest standing league, picked up 
Josh Reynolds and started him against me, and that actually turned out to be the difference in our lineup because he originally had Isaiah McKenzie in there, and it was exactly a 10-point difference, and that's how much I lost by. So, uh, yeah, that's that one hurt. But anyway, Greg, any honorable mentions that you want to shout out? Uh, Corey Davis keeps finding his way. He's been pretty consistent this year. Uh, guy, you know, we brought up in waivers. I'm gonna, you know, keep banging the drum on, drum on him. Uh, Chris Olave, nice to see. Uh, and Cornerstone, yeah, he's been he's been a dog this year. Yeah, those are the names that kind of stuck out to me. Alan Lazard also uh, finally coming through with that that wide receiver one game. You know, you, you, we all thought we would get with him at the. Uh, you know, holding that down for, for, for Aaron Rodgers. Uh, George Pickens had his breakout game uh, against That's the Jets. He, yep. <laughs> to uh, come up. <laughs> yeah. So uh, him and I guess him and Penny Pickett got that. That Kenny Pickett got that. Uh, that they need something. They, they, there needs to be a term there that helps for those two names. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm not going to come up with one right now because if I feel like if I do, I'm going to have to hit the crickets. So I'm not going to do that to myself. Yeah. Um, uh, and yeah, I mean, both both Denver receivers in here, Jerry Judy also having a good day, um, mm-hmm. you know, being a top 20, a top 18 guy. Um, and yeah, Lave, I know you mentioned him, but I just had to say it again because he's he's been balling for real. Yeah, man. Really absolutely. Um, and then some wide receiver Jags, uh, Stefan Diggs, Curtis Samuel, Christian Kirk, Drake London, Garrett Wilson, Terry McLaurin, Gabe Davis, and my wide receiver start of the week, Amari Cooper. <laughs> That was that that was you know that's just karma. Maybe he was like, "Oh, where John got me going, doing a good performance." Yeah, I'm I'm a I'm gonna set him up real quick. Oh man, if if hey, if Amari Cooper is out there setting me up, like I must be doing something right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I have Devontae Smith and also thought of uh, I think you, did you say Curtis Samuel? But yeah, yeah, I said Curtis Samuel. Oh, and Deontay Johnson too. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um I mean Gabe Davis, I, I wasn't I ha, I don't think he's healthy. So like I would I would not play Gabe Davis for like I don't know, two, three weeks. Yeah, it'll be when he's healthy and then even then you know a wait and see for a week to like see him do it. Um yeah, he's he's uh I would I have Isaiah McKenzie over him right now if I'm starting one of them. So yeah, because yeah, he's just he 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 was mainly ineffective last week with the ankle when he played, and then he rolled it again before this game on Sunday, mm-hmm. and he's like, I'm playing. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, I would find it really tough to be able to consistently play him knowing that this ankle is an issue. I think I'd go as far as to say, like, I would – maybe, like, when he's not on the injury report for it anymore or, like, you know, or – Whichever comes first, whichever comes first. If he's not on the injury report or there's like signs of it it no longer being an issue, but he continues maybe mm. to get treatment for it. Yeah. All right, let's move on to these tight end swags. And speaking of giving people their flowers, 
gotta give my man Greg Penniman here, along with another. Well, we let that one go for a little bit because it was it was a doozy, man. T.J. Hawkinson. Uh, Greg's tight end start of the week. Coming in with a fantastic day. Eight catches on 12 targets. 179 receiving yards and two touchdowns. I mean, he might have scored more points in this game than he scored all season. 39 points. That's what I'm saying. He had to catch up. He just had to catch up. That's all. He's had to catch oh, is this, up. Is this how he's gonna finish as the tight end six? <laughs> yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. Uh, thirty nine point nine PPR points. If you had TJ Hawkinson, it is like almost impossible that you lost. Yeah, I mean, I need Jeff Wilson Jr. to give me this win in Dynasty tonight. But yeah, I, that's because there's a thousand other people though. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I have him in our our keeper league. It was a high score of the week. TJ Hawkinson really balled out this week. Yeah, if you had TJ Hawkinson, it would have been really, I would imagine it would have been really hard to lose. I mean, you yeah. would have had to have like Najee Harris, Deontay Johnson, Jonathan Taylor. Yeah. Marcus Mariota. Marcus Mariota. <laughs> yeah, that's that's possible. JT. JT. <laughs> hey, man. Right. That's, that's too real. Okay, maybe you could have lost. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, you know what? If you if you have TJ Hawkinson and you lost, can you please send a screenshot to us at <laughs> Diagnostics on Twitter, please? Just tag us in it. We'd love to see it. Um, moving on to the tight end two on the week. Um, and I should have known, Greg. Like, if I was gonna need, if I needed a tight end, like, why would I pick up Ian Thomas? Like, oh yeah, go pick up Mo Alley Cox, right? Like for. Yeah. The Indianapolis Colts, six of six targets, six receptions, eighty-five receiving yards, and two touchdowns. This is this is not no like, did you catch a touchdown or nah? Like tight end two of the week. Like this is six for six for eighty-five and two. Greg, your thoughts on the performance here by Mo Ali Cox, who by the way we've seen do this before, so I'm literally not shocked. Yeah, I mean he's been a person that has been a productive tight end in his league. Uh, getting multiple touchdowns uh, at, through stretches of a couple last couple seasons. So uh, I think, you know, if he's going to stay relevant, uh, of the guys that you see, uh, first-time guys here, I think Molly Cox has um, the most re- the biggest reputation. So he, he can carry on a season. He could be a, a streaming option going forward. Yeah, I'm just concerned that the, tight, that the Colts have so many tight ends involved. And this is like a thing that they do yeah. like under Frank Reich, like, they always have so many tight ends involved. Yeah. Where like last week it was Jelani Woods that caught two t- two touchdowns. This week it was Mo Ali Cox. They even had their other tight end, Kylan Granson, who <laughs> finished as a top twelve tight end for them this week. Like it was it's crazy. So that's the only thing that gives me some some it is scary. Yeah, that is scary. <laughs> concern when it comes to the Colts uh and, and Mo Ali Cox. Um but moving on to the tight end three. Uh, finished as a tight end three last week. Uh, I mean, and again, there's still a game left, and apparently George Kittle likes to kill the Rams. So uh, he, George Kittle, very well could, by before this is all said and done, end up here. Um, but anyway, 
uh, Travis Kelsey finishing as the tight end three on the week, nine catches, 10 targets, 90 or 92 receiving yards and a touchdown, just demolishing the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Greg, your thoughts on the performance here by Travis Kelsey? Oh, yeah. I mean, he's this is the only pass catcher I want on this offense. Uh, Travis Kelsey, he's going to get it done every week. He is the one of the, the most consistent tight end in fantasy right now, with other than Mark Andrews. So, yeah, you love to see it. Interesting, you say other than Mark Andrews when Mark Andrews is gonna be talked about later, but not in a <laughs> good way. Um, yeah. But anyway, moving. Yeah, Travis Kelsey is the only pass catcher you want from the Chiefs. Like that's yes. really it. But yes. um, moving on to our newest and most fantastic segment on the show the touchdown or not tight end of the week. And that is Robert. There Tunyon, who, I believe of the week. Yes. Yes. Only because I thought he maybe could get a touchdown. That's like the highest, uh, you know, predictability that, you know, this man, he's been uh, trying to get involved, but yeah, he, uh, a guy that got a lot of touchdowns in, his, uh, I think it was two years ago. Um, so they definitely has chemistry in the red zone with Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, um, Robert Tunyon, he was my sleeper tight end on the year. Uh, so, you know, I'm definitely yeah. a believer in him. And uh, But got to give the man his flowers for the touchdown or not tight end of the week because this is not about Robert Tunyon or your stream of the week. This is about the touchdown or not where we highlight yeah. the tight end in the top 12 that made it to the top 12 <laughs> with the lowest amount of receptions, but the most amount of touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Without that touchdown, he would finish with a 3.2. Maybe <laughs> 2.2. <laughs> uh, well, 4.2 on the week would have been the score without the touchdown here for Robert Tunney, but he didn't do that. He caught a touchdown. He said, hey, man. You looked That's why at him most points in fantasy. That's why it's credited as six points. You looked at him before you put him in your lineup and you said, are you gonna cut? Are you gonna catch a touchdown or not? <laughs> Love it. And my man caught a touchdown for you. So you, you're, you're, you're a touchdown or not tight end of the week. Let me read that stat line for you one time. Two catches, twenty-two yards, and that one touchdown that put him in the top twelve. So, Robert Tunyon, congrats to you. Tell all your friends. Uh, and your family that you made the touchdown or not tight end. Honorable mention uh, touchdown or not. It's definitely Taysom Hill. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Honorable yes, <laughs> <laughs> mention touchdown or not tight end. Yeah, he definitely was in consideration. I almost gave it to him, but he he got to finish in the top 12. Yeah, no, I know. Yeah, that's, that's the honorable <laughs> mention one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, you like – he he was he he was definitely a strong consideration, but we you know we were like you got to finish in the top twelve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here, uh, but rounding out these these top twelve tight ends, tight end four Gerald Everett, tight end five Zach Ertz, the tight end six Pat Fryermuth, the tight end seven Will Disley, the tight end eight Chigozium Oconquo, uh, the tight end nine Dallas Goddard, the tight end ten. Hayden Hurst, and tying for the tight end 11 and 12, but the top 12 tight ends of the week, Robert Tunyon and Kylan Granson. 
Uh, Greg, any of these top 12 performances stick out to you or all these guys are, you know, usual suspects and the rest are waiver, waiver wire fodder? Yeah, I mean, Pat Frymer, for every week he, he defies, you know, getting in that top 12. This man has been balling. He's the next great tight end of Pittsburgh. Uh, shout out to Heath Miller. I mean, and Jared Everett, you know. Jared Everett been uh, doing well as a, a good uh, early seat, like, streaming option that is now becoming a weekly tight end one yeah definitely i mean if you were the Ger- the george kittle manager and you picked up gerald everett early because he was available um you might have a trade piece on your hand question is which one do you trade george kittle <laughs> i think that's the one i would trade too. george kittle <laughs> probably cost more you yep. know you can get a, a larger return yep and I'm not gonna be con- I'm gonna be concerned always about the injuries, like always with Kittle. Yeah, always, like, that's what got you here in the first place. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> and you have received a second chance. You you've earned yourself you the right to have Gerald Everett on your roster. So do with that, you know, take that blessing and do with it what you must. Um. All right. Uh, speaking of. Honorable mentions, we don't do that for the tight ends, but we will shout out Taysom Hill once again for getting the rushing touchdown. I was totally wrong. I tweeted out that he might not be used because, you know, the the Saints uh, essentially don't have a backup quarterback with Andy Dalton now the starter, and we've seen them in the past, you know, use Taysom Hill as the backup, and when that happens, he doesn't really play much. But as soon as I see Taysom Hill running out to be the personal protector, I was like, oh, yeah, he's going to score today. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> you're the personal protector on punt they're not worried about it. you're running down on punch bro they're not worried about yeah, you. We're, they're sacrificing you yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um but we will talk about some tight end jags and there's really just i need to hear how are we getting out of this one man we, we need to, are we taking this man to the panic room yo oh kyle pitts oh pitts oh. yeah Kyle Pitts, man. I'm tired of this, yo. Kyle Pitts supposed to be a generational talent, man. Yo, like, all this, like, ah, man. Like, yo, what's up, man? I need Kyle Pitts, man, to stuff. I up. mean, when Marcus Mario put a, puts up five points, yeah. that whole offense did nothing outside did of, like, the running backs. So, did it. I kind of want to throw it out, but Kyle like, Pitts. Oh, it's I a mean, low. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, would, I mean, I say it every week. I'll say it again. I'll, 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 I'll. Yo, oh man, how are you? Right. How are you winning if you're this by low candidate? You have to be four and zero right now. You about to be. That's like. Well, how are you winning? Copy. No, I mean, I'm saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. For me, I'll tell you right now. Like in our league of extraordinary people, like I would take Kyle Pitts in a heartbeat because. I'm starting Lo- well, yeah. I started Logan Thomas yeah. or Ian Thomas. Those are my options this week. Yeah. So yeah, I will take Kyle Pitts. So I guess I'll take him too in my league. Oh man. The because th- the problem is you if you drafted Kyle Pitts in the third round, right? You essentially yes. that is the problem, right? The problem is not like, oh, I'm gonna trade for Kyle Pitts and get him on my team. The problem is like you drafted him in the third round. And yeah, you sacrificed or there you pay you basically there was an opportunity cost that you had to pay 
to to have Kyle Pitts on your team and therefore not have another player taken in a similar spot on your team. The question is, have you set yourself up from a roster building perspective in terms of the players that you're taking in later rounds to optimize like the roster that you're going to put together, right? Or what I mean by that is, are you not going to take backup quarterbacks, right? Instead of taking a backup quarterback, instead of drafting a quarterback super early, did you take those high upside running backs? Did you take a running back like a Khalil Herbert? Did you take some of these wide receivers, you know, with some upside to follow some target shares like a Drake London, right? Like, did you do the, these types of things? Um, Cause that's really where it would have had to been done or you're continuing to, to work the wave wire and build for where you might be weak. Right. So I think the, the work, the, the cost, the opportunity cost that you paid to get Kyle Pitts on your team, that work that you have to do to make up for that is continuous. And it's not something that just ended when draft day ended. Yeah. <laughs> I don't you don't you don't seem yeah. convinced, Greg. I know you're hurting because obviously in, in our one league that we have, which is a half PPR, we took Kyle Pitts pretty early. And our very next pick after that was Javante Williams. And we obviously Oh, we have Melvin Gordon, so I'm not, you know. Yeah. I mean, yeah. but after Melvin Gordon's performance yesterday, do you want Melvin Gordon? <laughs> like, are you excited about it? I I, I mean Javante Williams is the better, you know, player, younger, you know, fresh, but Hey, in the running back market, you know, I'll, I'll take it. I guess he was our RB one, but we have we saw it's cool. How upset would you be? How upset will you be to watch it just become like a 50-50 committee with Mike Boone? Oh my gosh, that'd be horrible. <laughs> that'd be horrible. Uh, all right, let's uh, let's talk about some news and some injuries. So. We obviously we talked about Javante Williams, the Denver Broncos running back, who's out for the year with a torn ACL. Um, Atlanta running back Cordero Patterson, he was placed on the injured reserve with uh, a knee injury, is expected to miss at least a month. Uh, so that's obviously you know um, impacts the running back landscape and highlights some guys that we'll talk about a little bit uh, in a little bit here as we discuss waivers. Uh, but the big one, Indianapolis running back uh, Javante William or Javante Jonathan Taylor, he is uh, questionable for Thursday night football after suffering an ankle injury uh, and having to leave Sunday's game in the fourth quarter. It was initially thought that the ankle injury would be a, was of the high ankle sprain variety. Um, that would be that's obviously like, you know the second worst thing you could hear outside of like a torn ACL, um, you know, cause it usually just means that the guy's going to be gone for like, especially running backs are typically gone for like four to six weeks. Um, but it's now thought that it's not as severe and it's been reported by both Ian Rappaport and Adam Schefter and even, um, you know, Edwin Porras, who I follow on Twitter and obviously has been on the show before. Um, you know, does great work and great content as an injury, not just an injury analysis uh, perspective, but also from a fantasy perspective. He says that this, you know, after watching the video, he thinks it's actually the low ankle sprain. So that's obviously less concerning. 
the quick turnaround for Thursday night football makes it more questionable that he could go on Thursday. Um, you know, but Jonathan Taylor missed his first practice ever the other day. Did you hear that, Greg? Well, that Jonathan Taylor, like, never missed a practice in high school, never missed a practice in college, didn't miss a practice all last year with the Colts. And the practice he missed last week for the, the turf or the toe injury was the first practice he'd ever missed. So, uh, I think the the reporter was quoted. The reporter used this quote um, that Jonathan Taylor was most like was more likely to kick a puppy than miss the game this past Sunday. So uh, that tells you, uh, you know, just highlights the streak, the Iron Man streak that, or the Iron Man that Jonathan Taylor is. So he may very well may try to give it a go on Thursday, um, but like we know, he's human, so. Uh, Rashad Bateman, the wide receiver for Baltimore Ravens, his status week five. Is fine, so we hope is, um, you know, Rashad Bateman is dealing with a foot, so he's questionable for week five. Washington wide receiver Jahan Dotson, he could be out a week or two with a hamstring injury. Uh, quarterback Tua Tagovailoa, we talked about already, but he's out for week five with a concussion. Tennessee wide receiver Traylon Burks is expected to miss some time uh, after being diagnosed with turf toe. Uh, and then wide receiver Jamison Crowder for Buffalo is out indefinitely with a broken ankle. Hmm. Just thinking, like, when's Odell coming back? Because I think Odell said something about wanting to play for the Bills, too. Uh, but anyway, uh, New York Giants quarterback Daniel Jones is day-to-day with an ankle injury. That is a lot of injuries. It is only week four. Uh, we're still in week four. Not even to week five yet. Greg, your – well, not your thoughts per se, but how does this, you know, lead us into waivers? And what are we looking at at the quarterback position? Uh, definitely, number one, uh, it's got to be Geno Smith. Uh, kind of went uh, on his stats uh, prior to when we were talking about uh, how he's, you know, the number one quarterback on the week. Um, so – yeah, the passing attempts have been great. I uh, mentioned that at least 30 pass attempts in the last three games. He's been balling 320 passing yards and at least two touchdowns in the last two weeks. They have New Orleans next week, a uh, little tougher game on the schedule. But, I mean, he's in uh, those first two games. I think he had a more tougher defense, Denver and San Francisco. Uh, he can not kill you in those weeks. got close to 200 yards um, both those weeks. So I think he's improving with this offense, playing um, more, getting more reps with this offense. I think it will be a little better performance here. Uh, I, I like him to definitely in Superflex leagues, and now I think he can um, kind of go into that more of a, a upper echelon level where, where he's not streaming value every week. Uh, he can consistently be a, a borderline QB1. Yeah, I, I, I'm I a believer in Gino. Um, yeah. For, you know, the, the rest of the fantasy season, so – just keep riding it till the wheels fall off, I guess. I mean, he's got weapons in yeah. DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. So, I mean, let's just keep rolling with it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's that's pretty much it for QBs. Uh, I say if in Superflex, Zach Wilson is maybe a, 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 not a bad option. I mean, he's got to have been drafted in a Superflex league, I would imagine. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> definitely. Um, you know, he was probably one of those dude you stashed on IR, probably. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, 
I'm speaking from experience. But anyway, uh, maybe it was just me. Who knows? I don't know. He's ten percent uh, roster, so you know, maybe he can with some more weeks. Uh, definitely a name that could possibly pop up for twelve team formats. Yeah, there'll be some weeks, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, Greg, you're. What about running back? Well, I know that obviously it was a rough week. Uh, we yeah. talked about, you know, three guys potentially here at the running back position that could miss some some time. Yeah. Um, some more than others. But what are we doing at that at that spot? Well, and yeah, Melvin Gordon is definitely uh, rostered in a lot of leagues already. Uh, for Cordell Patterson, for Cordell Patterson, I mean, between Caleb Huntley, uh, he's one percent rostered, and Tyler Aguilar. Uh, he's also he's 18 percent rostered. Uh, so both those guys kind of, you know, shared uh, their work. They both had 10 carries. Uh, Aglier had more, of, uh, you know, a better uh, average uh, yards per carry, but they both ran pretty much well. Uh, Tyler Huntley had a 5.6 yards per carry as well. I think uh, if you're the Cordell Patterson manager, if you're not, um, I think Cordell Patterson being out for a month, a team that's going to run the football a little bit more with Mariota. Uh, I think he, they, these two could both have some, some RB three value with some RB two upside, depending on who you know gets more opportunity. Um, so those guys are, I mentioned, uh, Rashad White um, talks about him getting more opportunity. He's 27% rostered, uh, especially Leonard Fournette. Um, though he's, he's still healthy and in, in there, but he gets you know banged up. It seems like every other play, uh, he didn't run very well uh, yesterday either. Um, he got that touchdown, but didn't have a, a great day yardage wise. Um, so uh, I think Rashad White is going to have some RB3 value as well. Uh, Rex Burkhead, um, another guy I like to mention, especially for PPR leagues, uh, all, f- <clears throat> all four, I mean, four games this season, he's had at least, uh, so he has five targets in at least three of the four games this year. Uh, in PPR leagues, he's definitely like in that J.D. McKissick level for me. So uh, I think he's a guy that has value. Um, and just to mention, Gus Edwards coming back. I've always been a fan of Gus Edwards. He's 12% rostered. He's playing. He's practicing again. Um, this guy, career-wise, got over 130 carries every year. Uh, so he's going to be involved when he comes back for sure. Um, and Justice Hill is already also banged up as well. So it's going to be J.K. and Gus the bus again, it looks like. And Latavius Murray in deeper leagues, especially if you're an Alvin Kamara uh, manager and you need some, some insurance just in case Alvin Kamara is banged up. Seems like uh, Latavius Murray uh, has some uh, value in, in, in those aspects. Yeah, I like I like all that. I mean, you know, f- touching on Atlanta with I'll, I don't even know how to say his last name. Algier um, is how I've been saying it, but um, <clears throat> it, it like Caleb Huntley also got run, got mm-hmm. some goal line r- opportunities as well, mm-hmm. and he's not going to cost you much. Um, no. He's 1% rostered. He's free pretty much. Yeah, he's free. Algier is like, obviously, he's got draft capital. He was a draft pick of this regime and things like that. So he's got that stuff, and uh, which makes you think that he might be might be the guy, you know, eventually. Um, But yeah, those uh, you know, those those Atlanta running backs are definitely going to be interesting. what about at wide receiver? Anybody that you know we could add there for twelve team formats, uh, like Corey Davis, uh, George Pickens, Michael Gallup, and Isaiah McKenzie. Uh, I think Corey Davis for sure. If I had to uh, put him first, uh, George Pickens, the next rookie wide receiver. I think he has some upside, uh, especially 
um, in this uh, new regime of a, of a quarterback. I think with more reps, um, he has upside. And Michael Gallup, I think those two, uh, especially when Dak comes back, um, I've you know always been a fan of Michael Gallup as a stash so far. So he's going to be available. He's 41% rostered. Uh, McKenzie is 47% rostered. Um, Corey Davis, 25%. And George Pickens, 39%. So those guys I would mention for 12-team formats have some rest of the season value. Thomas Peoples Jones for deeper league. He had a 25% target share uh, yesterday. Um, he's 8% rostered. I think he can have some value when Kobe Brissett is in favorable matchups uh, and the passing line is high for him. Um, Jefferson Jr. just scored, by the way. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah, bro. I saw that. I, I Ooh, wanted to the week really good. <laughs> I didn't want to react, but uh, it, you yes, know, kind of give it away. But yeah, he did. Yes, sir. So yeah, those are the, the receivers I'm looking at. There you go. So we just watched Jeff. Uh, Jeff, you're Greg. That's Jeff scoring touchdowns. <laughs> uh, we just watched Greg get his uh, momentum building. Was the, was so is the win locked up now, Greg? For dynasty, yeah. Now I'm up by one point. So as long as Jeff <laughs> do, he doesn't fumble it, doesn't fumble <laughs> and then get injured. And yeah, and yeah. Then oh man, <laughs> that we're good. Be three and one first in the division. Let's go. That's what's up, man. That's what's up. Um, uh, I th- what about tight end, Greg? It's really Molly Cox. That's it. That's what I'm really. I, it's it's rough out here, man. I can't. Who's Arizona play this week? Oh, uh, they play Seattle in two weeks. I don't know. We playing next week. I'm not sure. I mean, maybe Will Disley if you're. Uh, that's the only other. That's the only I other like can give you. Scroll past. You believe I scrolled past Will Disley's name and I was like, Nah, I can't play Will Disley. But I can play. <laughs> Will Disley. I Do you know Smith? Ian, I can play Ian Thomas. <laughs> okay. That's rough, I was like, well, they're playing Arizona, right? Like everything, <laughs> everything lined up. I was like, they're playing Arizona, right? Like he's seen at least three targets in every game. He saw oh, three targets man. in this game too. He just didn't do anything with them. Tough. It's tough. It's crazy. Anyway, any there's nobody else at tight end? Nah. Like, it's crazy. I'm in, I'm mainly nah. asking myself because the league were extraordinary people. I'm hurting. I mean, hurting. you better off starting Taysom Hill if you want. Like I'm just no, hoping I think he's picked up. Oh. <laughs> uh yeah, well this then. I guess we'll just say it is. Or I could just start Logan Thomas again. He got six points the other day. This wasn't there terrible. No, it's not terrible. No, it's something. It, it's something. Aiden Hurst. No, he's rostered. I'm going to try to trade for him. Uh, yeah, Arizona yeah. plays Philly, so got Dallas Goddard is uh, not available. If Aiden Hurst's percentage is under 50%, I would put him first to pick up. Yeah, maybe I'm going to try to trade for these extraordinary people. All right, y'all. With that being said, it's time to go watch some Monday Night Football. We don't Mm -hmm. usually record this late, but I had to officiate a high school football game. Turned out it was worth it because Tom Brady was there. But anyway. um, (laughs) Not... Not gonna, not gonna, you know, for the sake of, of you know, him blowing up his spot, say where it was, or what, you know, whatever. But I, yeah, he was, he was definitely there. It was crazy. Um, <laughs> but the biggest New York Jets fan over here. <laughs> hey, I told you the day he went to Tampa Bay, like 
all the hate that I have for him just left my body. It just was like, oh. Yeah, same. I guess same. it's cool that he won six Super Bowls. He became like lighter hearted to funnier, like yeah. personality wise. PR was nice. Yeah, for sure. Not like Russ, who's just become weirder. Oh, man. (laughs) (laughs) Which is crazy because we seem like an anti-Russ podcast, but we're really not. No, on the field, we love him. Yeah. He's one of the greatest quarterbacks to ever step on the field. Like, he's. And off the field, he's never done anything like bad or disrespectful. It's just just so weird. He's just so corny. (laughs) He's so corny. And like, I cringe for him. <laughs> like, I like I feel awkward for him. Like I wouldn't be surprised if one day, you know, he came out as like an alien and he just shot. Yeah, he's like, like the real alien. Like yeah, like a real not, alien. Yeah, it's not Justin Herbert. Like oh. all right, people. Well, we much appreciate y'all as always. We love sitting here recapping football. This is the first time we had to do it all year while there's football game on. So I'm uh, going to go watch those uh, Rams take on those 49ers. Hopefully, it's as good as Thursday football. London football was really good. I need that Detroit Lions, Seattle Seahawks football every week. Every week? Yeah, every year. That's what we thought we were getting from the AFC West, but it's not working out like that. No, no, no. Nope. Alright people, we'll catch y'all on Wednesday when we break down Thursday Night Football as I believe the Denver Broncos take on the Indianapolis Colts. Have a good one. We'll talk to y'all on Wednesday. Good luck to everyone that needs those Monday Night Miracles. Layton, we're sorry that Jeff Wilson scored, but you'll get that touchdown from the Rams and Tyler Higby. You'll, you'll get what you need. Have a good one everybody. We'll catch y'all later. And we're out of here. Peace. Yeah.